IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Today's episode features two drivers that are CHIPS champions. It's Chip Ganassi racing drivers Scott Dixon and Alex Pillow. The 41-year-old Dixon is one of IndyCar's greatest legends. With six NTT IndyCar Series championships, Dixon is attempting to tie the great A.J. Foyt with a seventh series title in 2022. The driver of the number nine PNC Bank Honda scored his 51st career victory last season when he won the first race of a doubleheader at Texas Motor Speedway. That leaves Dixon just one win behind the legendary Mario Andretti for second place in career wins. Dixon led the championship after three events early in 2021, but dropped to second in the standings after the 105th Indianapolis 500. In 16 starts last season, Dixon had five podium finishes in the top three, nine top fives, and 12 top tens. But his four finishes outside of the top 10 proved costly in the championship battle as Dixon finished fourth in the standings. Meantime, Alex Pillow made the most of his first season with Chip Ganassi Racing. The driver from Spain won the first race for the team in the 2021 season opening Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama at Barber Motorsports Park in Birmingham. Although he finished 17th in the next race at St. Petersburg, Florida, Pillow rebounded with a fourth place and a seventh place in the doubleheader at Texas Motor Speedway, a third in the first of two road course races at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and a thrilling second place finish to race winner Elio Castroneves in the 105th Indianapolis 500. Pillow left the Indy 500 with the lead in the NTT IndyCar Series Championship. He held the lead the remainder of the season with the exception of dropping the second after the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix doubleheader and the short oval race at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway at the end of August. In the next race on the schedule, Pillow won the pole and won the race at Portland International Raceway to regain the points lead. He closed out the season with a second-place finish in the Firestone Grand Prix at Laguna Seca and a fourth place in the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach to clinch the championship. Pillow won the series title by 38 points over two-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Joseph Newgarden of Team Penske. 
First up with Chips Champions is my interview with Dixon at the JW Marriott Hotel in Indianapolis during IndyCar's Content Day. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is a real legend of IndyCar. It's six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion, Scott Dixon. Scott, you're only 41 years old, which is still pretty young, especially when you consider that you've got a 46-year-old rookie uh, driver last year named Jimmy Johnson. How conceivable do you see that this year could be the beginning of your drive for seven? Uh, yeah, that's well, that's definitely the goal. You know, I think uh, as always to, to, you know, start the year is to first try and win the Indy 500 um, and then secondly win the championship. But for me, you know, I want to start the season with a win. I still have not had a win at St. Pete. So <laughs> we come close many of times, but uh, it's a, definitely a, a favorite circuit of mine and, and one I'd love to kick off the season with uh, with a great victory. So we'll, we'll go hard to, to try and, uh, you know, do that and, you know, you know, uh, as I've said many a times before, we're, we're in the business of winning races. And if you're winning races, then uh, championships will come. So, you know, uh, that's the goal right now. A victory at St. Pete would be very special for one reason. You were very good friends with Dan Weldon and Susie Weldon and the family still live there. But the other thing is, how much do you like the circuit? I mean, it is a fun circuit. It is a fun event, a fun atmosphere, a great way to kick off the season. It's uh, one of the best races of the year, you know, and, and uh, you know, I think through the adversities that we've had in the last couple of years, you know, even to, to finish, a ch I won a championship there, which was kind of nice, um, you know, obviously not the race, but, but you know, to be in that situation was, was really cool. Um, but as far as a track that's technically very tough um, to the fact that it provides very good racing, uh, whether it's with the tire deck to, you know, just, you know, great sort of passing opportunities throughout uh, throughout the race. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely, I think, in, in the top two or three of, of uh, tracks that I go to each year um, and just always trying to overcome. So I think it would maybe be one of the my favorite tracks, if not the favorite track, if I get to win there. There's another track that you've done very well at, and that's Barber Motorsports Park, but I don't believe you've won there yet either. And what do you see as the reason why you can do so well at a particular road course, but yet not win the race? Yeah, just haven't been good enough, I guess. Um, you know, we've oh, we've led races there and, you know, made mistakes and come up short to, you know, having great comebacks. So I think we've had like... I don't even know. I want to say like eight or nine podiums at that place um, and, and never been able to win. But, you know, it, it, uh, it's a fun circuit. It's a circuit. I remember the first time we tested there and we were all like, this is going to be a horrible place to race. And uh, it's turned out to be some of the best races that we've had, um, you know, in, in a whole season. So, you know, uh, what they do there, what Mr. Barber does with that circuit and the facility um, is is amazing. And, you know, we, we, we love going there. But yeah, you're right. So you, you've pointed out two tracks right off the, off the bat that I haven't won at. So so, you know, uh, we'll do our best to, to try and start the season strong and maybe get a win at one of those. It's also a Honda race, which is always very important. They have a manufacturing facility, I believe, in Lincoln, Alabama, that generally a lot of guys from uh, the Honda drivers go to for the Honda days. But uh, what else is it about that particular track? It's so picturesque and it's so gorgeous and so beautiful. And most importantly, the fans that come to Barber Motorsports Park are knowledgeable IndyCar fans. Yeah, they are. And and you maybe wouldn't think that that was necessarily what you would get in in, in Alabama. But um, you know, it's it's uh, it does have a great um, you know motor racing community. They are uh, and do love you know IndyCar racing. You know, the crowds are always crazy there. Even our test days, you know, you you get almost 
almost 10,000 people. So um, for me, it's, you know, it's the elevation changes, a lot of blind corners. Um, you know, the high grip surface, I think, is one that, you know, I really enjoy, you know, just the the level of grip that you get and, and how they do the resurfacing um, and, you know, the process that they do on that circuit. But um, yeah, I don't know. You know, for me, I think, it was a race that we didn't think would race well, but, you know, what Firestone are able to bring there and, and you know, the difference that we have between the red and the black and, you know, the fall off uh, always provides a, a fantastic race. So um, definitely what I'm looking forward to getting to. You are still in the prime of your career, even at 41, which there was a time in IndyCar racing where, you know, heck, you had drivers uh, raced into their 50s. Uh, Mario Andretti won a race when he was 53 you told us a few minutes ago that you like to keep doing this, that you have fun. This is what you get out of bed to do every morning. So what does it really look like for you in the upcoming years as an IndyCar Series driver? Um, well, I don't know. You know, I, I just keep focusing on what I'm doing right now. And, and again, that's, you know, being competitive. Um, you know, I'm lucky I've, I've got a great group around me, whether it's on the family front to, um, you know, family again at, at the at, at Chip Ganassi Racing. This will be my 21st season uh, with this team. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we, we, we just want to win. We want to go out. We want to win races. We want to win championships, you know, and, and, you know, we definitely have some some pretty stout goals to go after, whether it's, you know, second on the all-time wins list with Mario, uh, which we're one away to tie. And then, you know, obviously the the seven-time uh, all-time great with with AJ that we're one away on championships too. So, you know, uh, you always have those goals and things that inspire you. Um, those things have become more prominent just because of, you know, getting closer in the last few years. Um, but it's always hard. You know, I think the personal choice of, of how long you do this is is strictly a personal choice. You know, uh, for me right now, it may be a good question in five years' time or so. Well, there's certainly no signs of you slowing down, but I do have one question to ask in terms of all the young drivers that are in the series now that are very aggressive drivers. <laughs> Has that forced you to really pick up your game? And even to the point where from time to time, you might even make a few mistakes that you may not have made uh, before because you weren't pushing the limit to the degree that you have to now. Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. You know, the the influx of, of uh, drivers that we've had at the moment, whether it's from uh, Europe to, you know, uh, homegrown Americans, um, you know, to just, you know, younger in general, it's part of evolution, right? It's going to happen as changing of the guard as such. Um, but, you know, I think it's it's extremely important for the longevity of IndyCar racing. You know, uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, passionate drivers, a lot of... Um, you know, great personalities that I think are coming in and the mix of that, um, you know, has, has created some of the best racing that we've seen, you know, in, in recent years. So, you know, I think the competition is always tough, especially at, you know, the pointy end of the field or if you're racing for championships. Um, but we are starting to see that depth get even, you know, more depth to it. You know, the the teams and driver combos, you know, kind of used to be the big three, you know, whether it was, you know, Ganassi, Andretti or Penske. Now you got McLaren, you know, you got Ray Hall. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of great teams, even with ECR when it comes to the 500, um, you know, the, the way that, you know, the NTT IndyCar series has created the rules package and what we have, you know, it's it's an extremely level playing field. Um, and I think that's why there's so much attraction to it and, and from drivers to, to, you know, team owners to whatever, um, you know, to see what that, that um, you know, platform that they can race on on a, on a level playing field is, is, is great to see. So it's only going to get better, man. How would you describe your personal relationship with the Indianapolis 500? The good news is you've won the Indy 500 in 2008. The bad news is I can think of about five other Indy 500s that you should have won. 
Yeah, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Um, you know, I, 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 that place definitely doesn't owe me anything. Um, you know, I feel very privileged to be able to race there and, and especially with the team. Um, you know, we've had great speed, especially in the recent years. Um, let a lot of laps, but it doesn't guarantee you anything. You know, last year we were, we were kind of taken out of contention with that first, you know, caution, which, you know, ran our car out of fuel and we dropped down a lap. You know, it's it's just, it's it's one of those places, you know, having finished there second maybe four or five times, um, that is the worst place to finish <laughs> because you're so close. And I think actually maybe four of those finishes have all been under caution. So you haven't even been able to fight for the win. Uh, and some of those, you know, I think clearly, were, you know, we're, we were kind of in the stronger position. But, you know, again, everybody's got a story of how they should have won. Um, you know, we didn't. Uh, so it's, you know, it's time to try and get that done. So I'm excited to come in for 22. I think we'll have a great package. You know, we're going to have five cars this first time and biggest, uh, you know, entry from, from chip side, uh, which I think will be great for, for all of us. And hopefully one of us has that opportunity to, to get another victory there. Jimmy Johnson will get a chance to run his first Indy 500. I know that when he came into the series, you had a very realistic attitude about how much work he had to do to become very good at this. Uh, did you see dramatic improvement in him in his rookie season? Yeah, absolutely. And and some places more so than others. But, you know, I think, um, you know, his progression throughout the season, um, some places didn't show it as much either. But if you look at the breakdown and, and the analysis of, of the races and lap times and you know, speed and, and different situations that he was in. You know, he 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 really uh, started to to adapt and 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 you know do some great things. And I think that progression will will continue, obviously, on the road and street courses. But I think that the overall situation will help his confidence too. You know, something where he feels a little more. Uh, um, you know, at home. Um, and we and we saw that even with the test at Texas, his first oval, you know, he just, he loved it. He was, he was smiling from ear to ear, you know, what, the things he was talking about, he couldn't believe how fast the cars were. Um, but he felt completely at home at how the car moved and the, the different changes that he could do. So um, I'm excited for this full season and, and uh, I know he's going to, you know, uh, improve, keep improving and, and his work ethic, work ethic as we talked to her before. So Jimmy's just a tremendous human being and, and uh, a superb He's a living legend, six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion, Scott Dixon. Say hello to the wife and kids for me. Will do, mate. And uh, have a great season in 2022, and thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy. Can't wait. Cheers. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. 
And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Next up is my interview with the reigning champion of the NTT IndyCar Series, Alex Polo of Spain. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is the champion of the NTT IndyCar Series. It's Alex Pillow of Chip Ganassi Racing. How do you like being introduced as the champion? Feels amazing. Feels amazing. I think I, I didn't get used to it yet. Um, I think that's one of the best things about being a champion, that you will, um, you will always be introduced as a champion. Um, so, yeah, now... We need to work and make sure that we continue to be called like that and introduced like that. But uh, yeah, super excited for uh, this new season. Um, some drivers change teams. Uh, we know some teams are going to be stronger and hopefully we will be even stronger than last year. Was there ever a time where it hit you, where you stood back and you said, damn, I won a championship? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say when I was back at home in Spain with my family because... Um, that was maybe one month after Long Beach and and I had time already to sit with myself in the sofa and say, wow, we did it. But uh, uh, I didn't really realize what we achieved until I went home. So all my family, my grandparents, my parents, my, my sister and, and everybody. So I, we were like, oh, yeah, we did it. So um, happy times. Uh, we had some fun. And the best thing is that now I'm hungrier than I was last year. If you're hungry, that means you want some more fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know that was kind of a topic we had fun with last year. Did you ever find the ultimate chicken place? Not yet. I'm still looking for it. Um, we only won three races, so yeah. I only got to try four places because I did also in Long Beach. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the target now is to win more. Uh, so we can keep on trying and and ultimately find the best chicken place. The last time you were a guest on the show, we were at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the NASCAR race in October, and I had a chance to introduce you to King Richard Petty, NASCAR's winningest driver, a legend himself. You also got to meet James Bond, actor yeah. Daniel Craig. Which was cooler, meeting Richard Petty or meeting James Bond? I don't know. Um, that's a tough question. Um, but, I mean, meeting James Bond, that's pretty cool, right? Like, um, I'm used to meeting drivers, and it's always super special for me personally. But, uh, yeah, I never thought I would meet James Bond. So, um, I was really excited about that weekend seeing NASCAR for the first time and meeting uh, different people like like uh, like you said and it was just an amazing weekend what did the two of you talk about 
with James Bond? Yes. Um, not much. Um, I just asked him if he was going to come join uh, an IndyCar race. I just had, I don't know, two minutes talking with him. So I needed um, him to, to come to an IndyCar race and, and, and so, so he can realize how cool IndyCar is. So hopefully we'll get him. Did you ask him about any of those modifications to the wheels that maybe you could use on your opponents, the things that come out and flatten, <laughs> that would the, be, flatten the guy's tires so you can drive right by? That would be what I have to ask him if he if I see him again. But no, I I, I didn't. Um, hopefully we will not need that. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll save it for next time. Now, that was NASCAR stock cars running around what's known as a roval, a combination road course and an oval. Did they look slow to you compared to what you do with your IndyCar? Yeah, they for sure did. But at the same time, I realized that's a completely different car. Yeah. And when you're driving it, you're driving it to the edge. So everything that you drive to the edge, it makes it feel 10 times faster than what it looks on the outside. Uh, even if you drive a scooter uh, to the edge, it's going to feel like uh, it wants to kill you. So um, it was a good experience, as I said. I, it was my first time seeing a NASCAR on a road course. Um, and yeah, it would be nice to drive one of those uh, cars. It's so different to what we do, but um, I think I would I would enjoy it a lot. Well, back at, uh, when your team owner owned an NASCAR team, you might have had a shot at doing that, but he sold that team after being involved in that form of racing for about 20 years. But the focus going back to IndyCar, it's pretty hard to win a back-to-back championship, and I'm sure you realize that as much as anybody. What do you see as the keys that you'll have to do if you're successful in winning a championship two years in a row? Yeah, it's super tough in all sports, but especially in IndyCar, I think we saw in the Last couple of years, uh, I think we it's been long since we had uh, uh, back-to-back. So uh, we'll do everything we can and everything it takes. We'll work as much as possible to try and make sure that happens again. Um, but I would say the key is to elevate our work, elevate uh, the level that we delivered last year and, and do it even better because there's going to be our opponents that uh, improved and we need to improve even more. Will your team remain the same? You mean my crew? Yes. Uh, yes, um, pretty much. Um, we had uh, two people that um, that moved around. Um, and and now Daniel, one of my engineers, um, moved to IMSA, to the IMSA car, um, and one of the mechanics. But uh, pretty much we, we kept the same people. Um, I know they left not because of me, hopefully. They left because they had uh, big opportunities, and, and I th- I'm super happy for them. But yeah, um, kept Ricky, kept uh, all my all my mechanics, uh, kept Barry on, on my radio, which uh, that's going to be helpful, kept uh, Julian. So um, we're pretty much the same team. And also you had Dario Franchitti from time to time in your pit stand. Uh, there's going to be another driver that's going to be a full-time driver for Chip Ganassi Racing in his second season in the NTT IndyCar Series. And that, of course, will be seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson. What's it going to be like having him at every race this year? We pretty much, to be honest, we pretty much have uh, had him uh, during all, all the season 2021. Even if he was not competing, he was either at the track or um, virtually was with us, right? Like asking and, and just being paying attention. So um, it's not going to change much, but what it's going to change is, I think, 
I'm really excited to he- see him on an oval, to be honest. Uh, everybody from the team was like, oh man, when he did the first uh, test in Texas, I think it was, um, on an oval with an IndyCar, he was fast, like he was flying. So um, I think ovals is one of the things that I need to learn more and get more experience and it's going to be my best chance. Do you think that's when we'll really see the uh, Jimmy Johnson that people are used to seeing when it, in his NASCAR days when he was winning 83 races and seven championships? Unfortunately, I have to say yes, which it's not a good thing for me personally because I'll need to fight with one extra guy. Um, so yes, um, but that's that's a good thing, I think. Uh, he's going to have already one year on under his belt of IndyCar. I think at the end of the year, he was getting up to speed and, and this year he's going to be uh, up there with us. You're also going to have Tony Kanaan return for the Indianapolis 500. He was pretty competitive last May. He started fifth, finished 10th, but he was among the fastest drivers every day in practice. What's it like having TK around, especially at the Indy 500? That's amazing. That's an amazing opportunity. I think I have, but also the team has. Um, it's going to be his 21st uh, Indy 500, I think. So he knows a lot. He knows how to set up the car, and that helps all the team, all the drivers. Um, that's going to be uh, really good. Hopefully, we can be a little bit better than him. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think it's really good. We saw. Uh, the result last year, uh, having three, four cars in the fast six, uh, fast nine, sorry. Um, and hopefully we can even improve that. I guess you could say the sign of a driver's improvement and development is when you finish second in the Indianapolis 500 and you're disappointed. Yeah. So what was that like? I mean, that battle with you and Elio Castroneves was was magical. And he used some veteran experience that could work you in with traffic to a degree that helped him out. I know you were disappointed afterwards, but when did you sit back and say, that's still a pretty good achievement for me to finish second in the Indianapolis 500? I think the first time I realized was when I was leading. I was like, man, I'm leading. Like that was maybe 80 or, yeah, 80 or 70 laps to go. And I was leading and I was like, man, this is already a good achievement. Whatever happens... Mm, let's see what happens, but this is already good. Um, and then I would say the same night where I, when I finished the race, um, I was having some food with, with my people and, and we were like, man, yeah, it hurts because it hurts. I'm not going to lie. It hurts a lot, very deep. Um, but yeah, I think it was pretty special uh, when he f- first did his first uh, Indy 500 that was three years old. So competing against him, uh, one of the greatest uh, four-time Indy 500 champ, um, it's pretty special. Did you learn any tricks that you'll use in your arsenal the next time you're in that position? Yeah, I, I learned how to manage a race and how to manage a one-to-one battle. I learned how you need to prepare. Maybe I I would say I, I probably had the fastest car during the Indy 500 at the end, especially. Um, and that's not the only thing you need. You need to think about a pass. You need to time the pass, but you also need to th- to know what lab you're in and who do you have in front, even if it's traffic. I said, oh, I'm P1. And I didn't really count the traffic as, as part of the game, but uh, it was a big part of the game. And that's not going to happen again. But still, I have lots to learn and I'll take it as, as, um, as a new challenge this year. 
You won the first race of the season, your first race with Chip Ganassi Racing at Barber Motorsports Park to start the season. And it seems like once you won that first race, you pretty much determined the pace of the championship for everybody else the rest of the way. So how important is it to get off to a fast start in a championship battle? Yes, my crew chief uh, says you cannot win them all unless you win the first one. So that's really important. That doesn't mean that if you don't win the first one, it's going to be bad. Um, but uh, obviously, if you have a good start, uh, that's going to help you throughout the season, not only because of the points, but um, I think the energy that everybody has, the momentum that that gives you uh, during the season. So yeah, we'll try and do it again. If not, we'll try and do the best we can. But uh, yeah, it's really important to get a win uh, at the beginning of the season. And what was the reaction like back in Spain when you got to spend some time back there? It was quite good, to be honest. I've always been quite critical with Spanish media, which I'm still a uh, little bit, but they've, they are putting a little bit of effort to, to try and get to know IndyCar and get new fans. So hopefully we can get even more new people. And if you're going to look at career accomplishments, you've already checked off a championship or career achievements, I should say. You've already collected the championship. I would have to think that the number one goal for you this year is an Indianapolis 500 victory. Obviously, yes, it is, and it's going to be tough. But, um, yeah, it is. And and the good thing is that it also comes at the beginning of the of the season, right? So we'll try and knock that off, um, and we'll give our best. And as far, though, as the rest of the season you know, to win a championship, to go out there, do it back-to-back. Chip Ganassi, old hashtag, Chip likes winners. Well, he likes champions even more. So how big of a driving factor is that for you to score another championship for him? Yeah, I bet that would mean absolutely everything to to be able to deliver another championship to to this group of guys, um, especially to Chip, but to all the team that works every day for 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 us to make uh, the best team possible. So, yeah, I'm giving everything I have, even more than last year, because uh, I want to get uh, this title back um, as soon as possible. What is it like driving for Chip Ganassi? I know a lot of people, Scott Dixon told me when he started there in 2002 that Chip was kind of like an acquired taste. Were you a little bit intimidated by him in the beginning? Um, yeah, obviously. Always the team principal, well, the team bosses, you are always intimidated, right? He's your direct boss. So um, he's been great with me. He gave me the opportunity to drive for uh, Chip Ganassi Racing and, and to score my first IndyCar championship. Um, so, yeah, I think the relationship we have now, it's uh, obviously really, really good because when things go good, everything is uh, much easier, right? Um, but yeah, Chip's been always super good with me. I remember probably the worst moment we had was uh, during the Indy 500, my qualifying crash, and he... He didn't say anything. He just looked at me and with the eyes, um, I saw that he just wanted me to go out on qualifying and perform. We did. He said that we did a good job and uh, we ended up winning the championship. So so you have a six-time Cup Series champion in Scott Dixon. You won the championship in 2021. Jimmy Johnson's a seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion, second year in IndyCar. Tony Kanaan's an Indy 500 winner. 
There's one other driver on your team, won two races last year, flies a little bit under the radar, and that's Marcus Erickson. Do you think that he's going to be a guy that's going to be out there and surprising a lot of people this year fighting for the championship? Yeah, I think already this year he surprised a lot of people uh, with the consistency and the speed in some races. He, he like mid-Ohio, remember, he, we, we didn't really have a, uh, a fast car, um, but he put it up there. He finished at second, um, and he, he's been really good. So, yeah, hopefully he's not going to be much faster than us and much more successful, but I'm super happy for him. He works a lot, and he, he's going to surprise even more people this year. And it's going to be five or six weeks before the first race of the season. Can you almost feel it happening already? Yeah, I think already with the media days and the testing being closed and you start looking at data and you start planning all the season and the first races, yeah, it starts to get close and I couldn't be more excited to, to start uh, the 2022 season. And also, have you already been to Sebring to test? Not yet. I'm going in two weeks after Daytona. Okay, and what do you like to get accomplished in that first test of the season? So, unfortunately, we only have one day of testing, which I don't really understand why we only have one. But, uh, yeah, that's life and that's part of the job. But uh, um, basically, I want to get back into the rhythm. It's been long since I've been in, in an IndyCar like everybody. But, uh, yeah, back into a rhythm. And we have um, a full list of things that the engineers want to try, but there's no way that we can try all that stuff. So uh, we'll start and putting things off and try and just concentrate on making sure everything goes well and try a couple of things. Nobody could catch him for the championship in 2021, and he's the driver everybody's going to be chasing to start the season in 2022. NTT IndyCar Series champion Alex Pelot. Good luck this season, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Yeah, thank you so much for having me once again, and uh, we'll be back racing soon. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank our guest, six-time IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon, and 2021 NTT IndyCar Series champion Alex Pelot for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.